Hello and welcome to Walk by Faith with Diana. I'm Diana Abercrombie and I'm so excited that you're here. I can't wait to see where God takes us on this journey. My goal for this podcast is to dig into God's Word, allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us, and teach us how to apply His Word to our lives, and then turn around and help others in their faith walk. You know, Jesus said in Matthew 4.4, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. I don't think we can live it if we don't know it. I want us to dig into God's Word, pick the Scripture apart, and allow the Holy Spirit to teach us how to apply it in our lives. Again, thank you so much for being here with me. Let's start walking, shall we? so happy you're with me for another podcast episode of Walk by Faith with Diana. I want to focus on our thought life today. What we let park in our minds and what we think about is so important. We can't always control what thoughts pass through our minds, but the important thing is to let them pass through and not let them take up resonance. That's where verses like Philippians 4, 8 and 2 Corinthians 10, 5 come into play for me. It's important to focus on the things listed in Philippians 4.8, which we'll get into in a little bit, and then take the action called for in 2 Corinthians 10.5. So before we dig in, let's pray. Lord, I come to you this morning so grateful, so grateful to be able to take your word, read it and understand it, and have you, Holy Spirit, teach us what to do with it. Open our hearts and our minds today as we walk through this. Help us, Lord, to be aware of whatever thoughts are trying to come in and distract us from you. Help us to understand that that is a scheme that Satan uses to turn our thoughts and minds away from you. Holy Spirit, I pray that you will teach us, that you will open our eyes, give us ears to hear and a heart to receive what you have in your word for us today. I pray for each person who's listening. You know where their thought life is. You know what's going on in their minds. You know what Satan's trying to attack them with. I just lift them up to you, O God. Help us to think things that are true and honest, just and pure, lovely and of good repute. Virtuous and praiseworthy, O God. Those are the things that we need to think on, as Philippians 4, 8 tells us. And then help us to understand that we can take action. We can cast down every imagination and every high thing that exalts itself above the knowledge of God and bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Thank you for those verses that show us that we have a choice and that we have weapons that we can use to bring our thought life in line with you. Thank you, O God. Bless us, I pray, as we go through your word today. Holy Spirit, show us something, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So, our thoughts can run away with us at times. I know mine can. And often, What we're thinking, that scenario that we keep playing out in our heads, isn't the reality of what is actually happening sometimes. Or it could be that our thoughts are leading us into a sinful situation because we will not turn away from them and then turn our thoughts back to God. Or sometimes our thoughts make a bad situation even worse because we're so focused on the bad that we can't look beyond it to see God. Deuteronomy 31.6 says, Be strong and courageous. 
Do not be afraid or terrified of them, for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. God never leaves us. He never forsakes us. So he is there with us in whatever situation we're going through. And he already knew we would be facing that situation and he's promised not to leave us or forsake us in it. I love that. Only God can do that. Satan tries to push God out of our thoughts so that we focus only on the bad or so that we focus only on our sinful desires or whatever we want. He wants us to focus on whatever we don't have instead of the goodness of God and what God provides for us. Look at what he did in the Garden of Eden. He got into Eve's head. He got her to think about something outside of what God said and outside of the goodness of God. God provided everything for Adam and Eve. They walked with him on a daily basis and he held conversations with them. I can't even imagine that. I mean, how cool would that be? He only required them to stay away from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And that was for their own good. It was one tree. That's it. Everything else in the garden they had total access to. And yet Satan got into Eve's head and had her think about the one thing that God told them not to go to or not to have anything to do with. And that's what he does with us. Satan wants to get in our heads and make us think or feel that God is not enough, that what God has for us is not enough, that what God is providing for us is not enough. That's what he did to Eve in the Garden of Eden, and that's what he tries to do with us. It's important for us to invite God back into our thoughts. Satan tries to push him out. We need to be diligent in inviting him back into our thoughts and understand that that's what Satan's doing. It's important to have those go-to verses that help us turn our thoughts back to God and who he is, not on the circumstances that Satan wants us to focus on. Okay, so Philippians 4.8 has been a huge verse in my life. I tend to think things to death and allow my thoughts to just kind of run amok in my head at times. I often have to go to scripture to bring my thoughts back in line with the will of God and to just take them captive, as 2 Corinthians 10.5 says. Otherwise, they take me captive and my thoughts will totally consume me and then my thoughts become louder than God's truth in my head and that's never what God wants. Let's read Philippians 4.8. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence and if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. All right, so let's break that verse down a little bit because there's so much in it. It's important to understand that everything listed in Philippians 4, 8 points us right back to God, everything. God is true, God is honorable, God is right, God is pure, God is lovely, God is of good repute or good reputation, God is excellent, and God is worthy of praise. That verse points us back to God every single time. Now, our circumstances may not but scripture always will. Scripture will always remind us of God's truth and point us back to God. That's why it's so important to dwell on the things that point us back to God. 
One of the definitions of dwell is live in. Another definition of dwell is think, speak, or write at length about. Isn't that interesting? We're to live in things that point us back to God as opposed to those things that Satan would have us focus on. Things that are true and honest, just and pure, lovely and of good repute, virtuous and praiseworthy, those things will always bring us back to the thought life that is focused on God. Satan will try to make us live in bad thoughts. It's what he does. If we live in our bad thoughts, it's hard to focus on God. And sometimes our bad thoughts aren't necessarily evil thoughts. They're just thoughts that take our focus away from God. Focusing on God may not change our circumstances. And in fact, most of the time it doesn't. It probably won't change the circumstances, but it will help us turn to the only one who can do anything about our circumstances. It also helps us stop trying to come up with ways to fix whatever's going on in our lives. Now, I'm a fixer, so my go-to is always, okay, what do I need to do to fix this thing? Or how can I make this right? What can I do? It's always, what can I do? Turning my thoughts and my heart back to God, using scripture to turn my heart and my thoughts back to God, enables me to be still. It calms my mind, calms my spirit. It enables me to be still and go back to what I know. Know that God is in control. Be still and know that he is God. That's what Psalm 4610 tells us. It helps me let go of things that I can do absolutely nothing about and allow God to do what only he can do. It helps me remember who is in control. Let's look at 2 Corinthians 10.5. We are destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God, and we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Now that is a powerful verse, right? Can you imagine taking every single thought captive to the obedience of Christ? I mean, think about how many thoughts go through our minds or our heads in any given day. It's crazy to think about taking all of them captive. And honestly, we can't do that on our own. The only way we can do that is through Jesus. Let's break that verse down and look at a few definitions. Speculation means forming a theory without evidence. Another definition of speculation is to invest in something with the hope of gaining something, but with the risk of great loss. So what Satan does is try to get us to focus on something and develop a theory or a thought that is not based on scripture, or often it's not even based on reality. Whatever we think about sometimes just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And if you were to go back to where it actually started, it, it was never that big. That's what Satan wants us to focus on. Or he'll try to get us to invest our time or our energy, our thoughts into something that we want or into something that we hope to change, but it's at great risk to us spiritually. Anything that Satan tries to get us to think about is always designed to take our focus away from God. Always. It is always at great risk to us spiritually. He can't steal our salvation, but he can try to destroy our testimony and make us totally ineffective for Jesus. Lofty means of imposing height. In this scripture, it means something that is forcing itself above or higher than in our thoughts 
what we know to be true of our God. It's anything that is trying to rise up higher or above what is true of God. And it is most always in our thought life. We're told to destroy those things. So how do we destroy them? Destroy means to put an end to the existence of. Don't you love that? We are told to put an end to the existence of those thoughts that try to rise up higher than the truth of God in our minds. So how do we put an end to the existence of those thoughts? The main thing we can do, or one of the main things that we can do, is to put on the full armor of God. Ephesians 6 tells us that putting on the full armor of God allows us to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. One of the biggest schemes that the devil has is to invade and consume our thought life. We are to gird our loins with truth, God's truth. We put on the breastplate of righteousness. We prepare ourselves with the gospel of peace. We take up the shield of faith, we put on the helmet of salvation, and we drive those crazy thoughts out with God's word. His word is the sword of the spirit. We spend time in prayer and in scripture, and we act immediately when our thoughts begin turning away from God. It's not a question of if our thoughts will need to be taken captive. Our thoughts will turn away from God, definitely. We will have to put the discipline of using God's word to take them captive into practice. It's more a question of when they start kind of running awry. Satan is going to attack our thought life. He'll do it through other people. He'll do it through the movies we watch. He'll do it through the music we listen to. He'll do it through our busyness. When we're tired and not on guard, he will do it through social media. How often does someone irritate us or say something that we don't like or hurt us and it's all we can think about? How long do we think about a movie that we've watched? How long does what happened in that movie stay in our thought? How often are we singing the lyrics to a song that we've heard that may or may not be bring any kind of glory to God? How often are we so tired from our daily activities that we just want to vegetate and not pay any attention to where our thoughts are going? How often does something on social media just stir us up to the point that we think about it nonstop? It can be so subtle that we're, we aren't even aware that our thoughts aren't where they should be. We have a responsibility to be aware and to act. 2 Corinthians 10.5, that verse that we just read, says we are destroying. It's ongoing. It's a process that we develop and use regularly. God's word, memorizing scripture, studying scripture is so important. Asking the Holy Spirit to teach us and show us something when we sit down to read God's word. Spending time with godly mentors and friends. These are all things that help point us and our thought life back to God. The other thing that I love about Philippians 4, 8 and 2 Corinthians 10, 5 is that those verses remind me that I have a choice. And because of who God is, I can choose to think things that are true and honest, just and pure, lovely and of good repute, virtuous and praiseworthy. And then he gives me something I can do. I can cast down or destroy speculations and high things and lofty things that are trying to raise themselves up above what God's truth is. 
I love that because I get to take an active role in what I allow to park in my brain and in my mind. Remember, where our thoughts go, our actions so often follow. It's important to turn our thoughts back to God. So what are we thinking about? What are we allowing to park in our minds? Are we aware of where our thoughts are taking us? What are we watching on TV that causes us to think things that are not pleasing to God? What are we listening to that will cause us to focus on things other than God? What kind of conversations are we having? Are we spending more time on social media than in God's word? All of these things can be used by Satan and have a negative effect on our thought life. Colossians 3.17 says that whatever we do in word or deed, we are to do all in the name of the Lord. And 1 Corinthians 10.31 says, whether we eat or drink or whatever we do, do all to the glory of God. That's pretty scary. When I think about some of my actions and thoughts and words throughout any given day, I can't truthfully say that I'm doing them in his name or for his glory. In my life, I am definitely guilty of not bringing glory to God, and I think we all struggle with that. That's why it's so important to be very aware of what we're thinking, saying, listening to, and participating in. 1 Peter 1.15 says, But like the Holy One who called you, be holy yourselves also in all your behavior. And 1 Peter 2.9 says that we are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, so that we may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. We can't be holy, which means dedicated or consecrated to God, if our thought life is not in line with scripture. The only way to keep our thought life in line with scripture is to accept Christ as our Savior, which means that we accept that Jesus is God's son, born of a virgin, died on the cross as the only sacrifice for our sin, was raised to life on the third day, and is now seated at the right hand of the Father. Then we must make a decision to walk by faith with Jesus step by step, step every day, dedicate time and energy towards growing our relationship with Jesus, get to know him, study his word, surround ourselves with godly mentors and teachers, be deliberate in following Jesus and living a life that would be pleasing to him. Use the armor of God that's described in Ephesians 6. God wants a relationship with us. What a gift that God wants a relationship with us. My prayer for us this week is that we use verses like Philippians 4.8 and 2 Corinthians 10.5, and there are so many others, to help us think about God and His goodness, to help draw our thoughts back to God and who we are in Jesus when Satan tries to tangle us up in ungodly thoughts and then ungodly behavior. And that's what he does. My prayer is that we will become very aware of where our thoughts are taking us. Know that I will be lifting you up, and I definitely struggle with this, so please lift me up as well. Don't forget to visit my website at www.walkbyfaithwithdiana.com. Shoot me an email at walkbyfaithwithdiana at gmail.com. And remember that our podcasts are available on iTunes and Spotify and on the Walk by Faith with Diana Facebook page, as well as the Walk by Faith with Diana website. 
Please download the podcast and leave a review. I want to know what you're thinking. I always like to know what people are thinking. Thanks again for joining me, and we will do this again next week. Have a wonderful week, and remember that we walk by faith, not by sight. God bless you.